Tech File Fam, what it do? This is not going to be your usual weekly episode of Tech File. It's all about the NBA playoffs this week. So go ahead and buckle up. (laughs) Let's get into it. Episode 289 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ass Catchem, a.k.a. Mr. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm trying not to be busy. I am the Air J. Only known as? The Air J. And I'm Camille Poingard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, Kay Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The, gentleman. the everyday gentleman. 24-7. Not him disappearing during his intro. But no, it's KD, my bad. <laughs> Not the disappearing during the intro. Hey man, yeah. I ain't that wasn't me. Who was it then, Ken? Man, I don't know. <laughs> it's a ghost in this moment. Ghost, 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 ghost. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, like I said this week, the show's gonna be a little bit different. So before we get into the NBA talk, Eric, do you have a sport fact of the week for us? I don't, but I'll shoot one from the hip. Oh shoot. Um, the first recipient of the new Maurice Podoloff trophy for the best record in the NBA goes to your Milwaukee Bucks. What's that name again? Maurice Podoloff. He used to be the name on the MVP trophy, which is now named for Michael Jordan. Mm. Oh, okay. Which makes sense. That is a fun fact. Hopefully a buck gets that one too. Well, we're going to talk about that. that. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the game that needs a name. Y'all feel like doing that this week? Y'all just want to get into it. Let's get to the shits, bro. But, hey, you ain't got to tell me twice, brother, man. All right. We're running on our own. Let me let me cue up some music. I got some smooth rap. I got some some boom bap. I got some some chill. What's your mood? Give us some with some bouncing. A little bounce. Let me see what oh, we got. Bouncing the house. <laughs> I didn't get the Back name all these. This is going to be a complete guess about what's going to have some bounce. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> so, on this week's episode, what our plan is, as I mentioned, all NBA. So, if you recall, back when we were on the Good News Radio Network, we did a special overtime episode previewing the NBA. Our thoughts on what the season was going to be like. We tried to figure out, you know, what the playoff matchups might look like or the standing or year-end awards and all that good stuff. So, we're going to take a quick look back. And some of the people who we thought were going to win these year-end awards and then talk about who we think should win the regular season awards. Again, I stress regular season awards. <laughs> and from there, we will talk about the playoff matchups that we know of. Because as we record this, the very first play-in game is going on right now. And Atlanta is up 13 on Miami, which I did not expect. But here we are. 
and then uh, the Lakers play after that. So we're not going to spend too much time talking playing well, teams and uh, these matchups. We no, will talk about <laughs> some matchups we would hope to see that come out of the play-in at the end of the show. So starting off, year-end awards. Let's start just with the with the big with the big boy here, the MVP award. Okay. Do y'all remember who y'all said at the beginning of the year who you thought would be MVP? I do. I had one Joel Embiid. Mm. Ken, who did you have? I had Luca. Mm. I had Giannis. And I feel like Tim also had Giannis. I, remember I think I had right. Giannis with you. Yeah, I think so. At this point, that was before the season. So at this point now, season's closed. Who is your MVP and why? We know Eric's. He put on a great uh <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I, I I made my case two weeks ago. Um uh, no, nothing has changed. So Giannis. I think is I think here's the thing, just the table set. Mm-hmm. Like I said last year, I think that Giannis and Bede and Jokic are all valid candidates. Mm-hmm. Whichever of those three you would like to say is the MVP, I think there's a strong argument for that. I don't think picking any of those three is a slight to any of the other two. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I feel as if, so it's on Twitter and I agree. I feel as if Nuggets fans and Bucks fans won't care as much if their guy doesn't win it. But if Joel Embiid does not win it, Philly's going to riot. I do feel like that is true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's always the case with anything Philly related. Like they're one, they're, they're like a hangnail away from a riot. So <laughs> they do shit all the time. That's a fact. That's a fact. So for me, I'm going to stick, stick with Giannis. Um, first guy, I think it was, I need to pull up the stats, but Giannis, best player in the NBA, best player in the world, um, has led the Bucks to the number one seed with all the various injuries that were going on. Uh, Chris Middleton, Drew missing time, even Giannis missing some time himself, but yet and still, he was able to put up a ridiculous stat line to close out this season. So I would go with Giannis myself, but I think Joel Embiid will win it. Um, and I'm not mad at that. I think Joel Embiid's a, a great, great option. He's had an outstanding year in the way that his game has evolved. And I'm so happy to see that Philly played through him and understood, like, this is the star. This is the key to our team, not James Harden. And James Harden took that back seat, so I'm happy to see that as well. So I appreciate the with Giannis. Yeah. I picked Giannis. I would like it for, for it to be Giannis, but if it's Joel Embiid, I will not be upset about that at all. I think Joel Embiid has a valid case. And I know, Ken, that's who you thought preseason. Do you still have Embiid? No, he had Luca. I had Embiid. Oh, yeah, Luca. That's right. Yeah, yeah, if I had Luca. No, I wish you still got Luca. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I'm a, um, I got Joel Embiid, like, again, for all the reasons that Camille just said. And plus, he's been playing out his mind for the past three months. The end of the season starting off, you know, ending strong. Starting and off ending strong. They got, let me go. Try to fix it, nigga. God damn it. <laughs> no, but end of the season super strong. And again, like whoever wins it, like you can't be mad at, you know, one at one through three. So I'm gonna go Joel though, since he, he never had it. I feel like that's why he's going to win because like I, I he never had it. So that's the only thing I don't like about his case is because mm. he never had it. Like if we want to talk about everything else, you got the best player on the best team with the best record, who's had a great statistical season, two way. <clears throat> like and the reason why everybody's so gung ho on and be not saying that he did not play well because again y'all made the case he did he has had a great season. 
-hmm. but a lot of his push is because he never got it and they don't want to put Jokic in the three-peat category because then you got to talk about him as one of the ghosts they didn't they got voter fatigue when he gave Giannis his back-to-back and they just ain't trying to hear none of that shit I was listening to the uh, national media talk about how Jokic and, and B, Jokic and B, and they did not. Somebody brought up Giannis. They was like, yeah, you know, I mean, he is on. At some point, they said that Philly had the best record, and I was like, y'all wallin'. But not with Philly, uh, Denver, because Denver was first in the West. They were like, yeah, they got the best record over in the West. I'm like, so you're giving it to Joker because they got the best record in the West. You want to give it to Embiid on this side because he ain't never got it, but he's leading the league in scoring. I like, but again, you have the best player on the best team with the best record and two way. And y'all don't really have shit to say. Like, nothing to say whatsoever about my guy. Yeah. That's because they're bored. Giannis is boring. And boring is good in this case, though. It's it's more so, I feel like, one, they don't want to get Jokic three MVPs with no playoff wins. Well, not no playoff wins, but no no chip. Yeah. It's a regular season award. It's not a a playoff award. So, again, here they go moving the goalposts. And if we're talking about regular season, Giannis has been a defensive player of the year candidate and MVP candidate for the last, what, four years? Five years? This is year five, at least. We're moving the goalposts. <laughs> we're moving the goalposts here because everything that, if they was having the same year that Giannis had, it'd be a no-brainer. It wouldn't mean be close on both sides of the floor. Jokic don't play defense, so you can't say he's a two-way threat. <laughs> and he's good on defense, but his record with and without the team, Giannis is better. So it's like, I'm not understanding why you have nothing really to say outside of, yeah, Giannis is great. Okay, but uh, B. <laughs> the only thing that they're, the, the knock on Giannis has been that he's not, hasn't been as efficient this season as he has been in seasons past. But again, there's always a story behind the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at the team construct and see that he was without his number two, his Robin and Chris Middleton, although you might want to argue that Drew Holiday has now become that Robin character to to Giannis's Batman, but that's not the conversation for hero right now. But without Middleton, Giannis had a bigger scoring load on his shoulders. He had to create more of his own shots, and that's not something that, I mean, he could do it for sure. But we know Chris Middleton is the guy who's to go out and get the bucket. So um, he had a bigger scoring load, and then again, all the injuries in and out. Um, he took a lot more shots because the offense ran through him a little bit more than than usual. And yet, and still, yet and still, where did that stat just go? Only two players in NBA history have averaged 30-plus points per game, 10-plus rebounds per game, and 5-plus assists per game on 50% or better shooting in a season. That is Wilt Chamberlain and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And actually, Giannis is actually the only player in NBA history that has averaged those numbers on 55% shooting. He's one of one. He's one of one. I ain't, ain't going to call him out, but douche live right now. Um, <laughs> no, like, yeah, I, I understand the efficiency piece. And, like, if you've listened to the show since the beginning of when we started, like, you know, efficiency is, like, a big thing for me. But it's, like, it's efficiency in comparison to past performance. It's, like, Giannis isn't as efficient as he used to be. It's, like, to Kumail's point, like, yeah, because, like, the context around him has changed. Um but again, like that was done in service of wins. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, I, again, like I don't think that I need to make the case for him. Like he's made the case for himself. And I think that if, um, I don't think that voter fatigue necessarily comes into play with Jokic. Like I don't think people are tired of voting for Jokic. Like I think it is questioning, you know, it's further scrutiny, I think, 
it's the case there. If there is voter fatigue anywhere, it's Giannis has been doing it for the last six, this for the last five, six seasons. Like, okay, we know what it is. There's no new angle here. There's nothing that we can really, you know, grab onto. Like, oh, this is why he did, you know, he's doing this thing this year that he didn't do last year, which is why we can give him the MVP now. Like, there's no, there's no story there. There's no nothing there. It's like it, I'm not comparing the two, but it's like Jordan in the light, late 90s where it's like, we know what it is. We've seen it. We get it. Wow, like, <laughs> it's also like LeBron when he was having his Miami run, where it's like we all know he's the best player, but like we can't keep giving him this award right now. <laughs> and I saw the Giannis article he had with I think it was Bleacher Report, where he was like, I feel like I've been the MVP the last five seasons, but I'm never going to beg for an award that I feel I deserve. So I feel like I am MVP. I want another MVP, but I'm not about to beg y'all for this. Y'all see what I'm doing. Give it to me or not. I'm trying to get another ring anyway. So that's where I'm at. So I was like. My guy, because to be fair, even though Embiid averaged two more points per game, scoring leader in season two. Mm-hmm. Congrats Giannis. on that. Um, Giannis is averaging more rebounds, assists, and shooting a better field goal percentage. And less and Giannis, Yeah, I was gonna say, and Giannis averages more points per minute than Embiid. Well, he averages the most points per minute in the league. So period. Yeah. And he gets not for that. It's not like he. he I mean, he played in sixty-three games, sixty-two games this 63. season. Giannis. It's not his fault that he only has to play 30 minutes a night. You know what I mean? Like some, some nights 24 and still putting up a triple double. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like that's <laughs> ridiculous. Like if you want to really point care, then pull that. up the per 36 and then take a look at all three candidates. But we're not gonna say too much longer on MVP. We can that conversation has been going on far long enough. So <laughs> I will say don't give me that. Like if if MB gets it, one, he'll finally stop crying about it, so great. But then also it's like if he doesn't get it, I don't wanna give him extra motivation. Like I don't want like uh James Harden getting snubbed for all star, like that's Adam. It's like no, let them be fat and happy on their little individual awards <laughs> and they'll get their asses bounced in the playoffs like they usually do. So it's like you know what? Go ahead. Give them their kudos. Mm-hmm. Let's move on because I'm I'm more focused on you know, June, then awards in April. I mean, so what would be the bigger upset if we lost or MVP and B and his Sixers lost? If the we lost. They talk, the, the way they talk. No, if we lost, that's a bigger upset. <laughs> we have higher team expectations than what Philly has. <laughs> what they be talking about, bro. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm tired of this. The Bucks have more, more internal high expectations. If the Bucks get bounced, like they'll be disappointed. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Rookie of the Year. Just a clean sweep. I had Paolo Banchero at the beginning of the year. I still feel the same way myself. I got Bochamp. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got Paolo. I have Paolo. And oh. I had Paolo for a season. J- I just want to get some love to my guy because I called my shot coming up to the draft. Also caught it with Paolo, so I'm just taking a victory lap all around. But Jalen Williams, the guard from Oklahoma City, if you look at his, like, especially the back half of the season, like, he's oh, been on a tear. And if you want to bring in the efficiency conversation from MVP, he's been a whole lot more efficient than Paolo. Granted, one plays next to Franz Wagner and the other plays next to Shane Gilson Alexander, so Rose. I understand context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, MVP conversation. But... <laughs> <laughs> he has been balling. He's definitely my, my number two, slightly below Paolo. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's second on my ballot, too, if I had one. I'm also, I just want to get some love to Paolo because, like, I'm looking at him now, like, as this rough, 
unfinished rookie version when that dude mm-hmm. learns how to play NBA basketball like really learns shoot a three his body his game like everything is suited yeah. to like I don't know I don't know about the defense like we'll see how that comes along but I trust John Hammond and Jeff Weltman to build like a long athletic ass defense around him so like he can kind of build anything else right <laughs> he, he can just be average <laughs> if he can just be average he should be able to hold up defensively um, but like offensively like there won't be any answers for him especially like when that jumper comes in yeah, we mentioned this before. Like one of the earliest things I noticed about Paulo was that he wasn't afraid to take contact. And a lot of rookies they have to learn to embrace contact so they can get on the you know get them free throws. And Paulo just had that in him. Like it's Jabari's my disappointment, bro. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I had him in the preseason because I was high on Jabari. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. My man just came in timid. It took him a minute. He started coming along slowly towards the end of the year, but still nowhere close to where he was drafted mm-hmm. and what his potential was supposed to be. I think it was a hard situation for him, too, in, in Houston. Um, I mean, like, not that Orlando was, you know, super great, but Houston, I don't think they only had one player over the age of 30 on their squad. They got two niggas that shoot over no, 30 Eric times Morgan. a game. <laughs> <laughs> Between Jalen Green and... Uh, Kevin, uh, yeah, the, the niggas shoot 30 times a game apiece. I'm surprised he got any shots. Yeah, I was going to say, like... Paolo's situation, while not great, was like they're at least like building toward like they all understand the assignments. Like this Paolo's team, everything is in service of, you know, getting this kid acclimated, making sure that he's comfortable. He's our number one option. Get everything runs through him. Whereas Houston's like, I gotta get mine. <laughs> like every, everybody on that team is like, I gotta get mine. Um it was just hard because like that wasn't Jabari's game. That isn't Jabari's game. Like he's definitely a Piece in the system type of guy, and not a. I'm just dominate the ball and get shots up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's fair. And also, just want to shout out uh, Walker Kessler because. Oh yeah. He was somebody. I don't think he's gonna win. It's Paolo, but like he'd be third on my list, and he was somebody in the pre-draft time. He was attached to the Bucks a lot, and I kept saying, "No, I don't want y'all to draft him. He might be good, but like I don't want him to be in Milwaukee." He was drafted before the Bucks even had a chance, and Walker Kessler has been absolutely outstanding in Utah through that Rudy Gobert trade. Like they, they got them one. He is going to be a great rim protector for them going forward. So just shout out to Walker Kessler because I wasn't too sure about him before, but he had himself a year. I bet you Minnesota rather have him over Rudy now. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he might have had a better season than Rudy. Like. Taking away the fact that he's a rookie and like you definitely want to have him for the next ten years over Rudy, he might be better now. Like given what Rudy did this both season, both sides. Like, like he, he can actually run and he was blocking shots, <laughs> he was scoring. Like the fact that on two separate teams, like people did not want to pass Rudy the ball on offense, like that, that kind Wide of speaks to paint. <laughs> yep. Oh, then he fine on his teammates, like bro, it's. Well, yeah, we like talk I, about that now. They, hmm. Do we want to talk about that now? Or you want to wait? We, let's wait. Let's get through these awards. Defensive player of the year. Preseason, I had Bam Adebayo. I think it's Brooke Lopez. I've been seeing early returns. People are not picking Brooke Lopez. They are picking Evan Mobley and Draymond Green and Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay. And I'm like, how dare oh, y'all? Jackson. How Jackson. dare you? Just ignore what Brooke has okay. been doing. I, I mean, I understand he's doing good, but 
I'm not gonna argue my case. It's on our YouTube. We, we got, I, I put the whole case together as to why I think that Brooke Lopez is the defense player of the year. Not going to rehash, at least leaving contested shots by a large margin. He laps the field. He's the block's total leader for the season. The whole Bucks defense is designed to funnel opponents to him because he's that effective. He allows for the Bucks' other star defenders to be the stars that they are because Drew Holiday knows that he has help behind him so he can be more aggressive. And Brooke allows for Giannis to be the free agent that he is or free safety on defense that he is. So, like, I think it's Brooke. Uh, Everyday gentlemen, what you got? Um, at the beginning of the year, I chose Bam, um, but Camille sold me on Brooke. <laughs> if I wasn't gonna say Brooke, I would have like would just without Camille's convincing argument, I would have chose um, Jerry Jackson Jr. Yeah, yeah Triple J got a, a lot of steam, but uh, that motherfucker stay fouling. Keep staying fouling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so he's missing a quarter <laughs> worth of the game yeah. at least because he just sitting his ass on the bench and he can't stop smacking cats. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hope it's so. But but I feel like that's a big factor in playing defensive player of the year. Like if you if you can't get a block without following cats and then and then you got to foul cats. Like most of your blocks, yeah, you get a three four blocks in the game, but you got five. You ain't on the floor half the fourth quarter until like the last three four minutes because of the fact that your ass is fouling and they barely want to throw you out there. Then. Like, I think that's a big key to defensive player. But don't get me wrong, Jaron Jackson Jr. is he's he's grown into what they thought he would be. Yep. That lanky, athletic as crap, uh, defensive menace that can also get you a bucket. Like he rebounding, he blocking shots, he's stealing the ball. Like he he is nice. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. It's not like I because I like him. I fuck with him. I fuck with Jay Triple J. But my boy Brooke. One of these bucks got to get something, my guy. <laughs> One of these bucks got to get something. Something. Like I'm something. Exactly. I'm leaving here with something. And if I don't get no rotations in the wars, they better leave with that championship. I want another one of these hoodies. I want this this gold and white with the bucks logo on the front. Eric, what did you have, though? Preseason, I had Rudy Gobert, which swinging away yeah. on that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, fucking Minnesota. Um, <laughs> Big Rudy. I my bias pick is Brooke. Obviously, the only the only person that I would accept winning this award over him is Jared Jackson Jr. Because like, okay. despite the fouling, like he is a defensive menace and he's much more versatile. Like he. I don't think it's a one-on-one comparison because, like, he plays more of the four defensively. Like, he's much mm-hmm. more in the Giannis role than the Brook role. Um, and he still winds up leading the league in blocks. <laughs> so, that like, tells you, like, okay. the type of erasure that he's uh, producing on defense, not including, like, the steals that he gets, the deflections, the contested shots. Um, and he's versatile, like you mentioned. And he's versatile. He can switch. He can guard perimeter. Probably a better perimeter defender than Giannis is. Um, truth be told, he screams, he screams a little bit better. Um, so like, I I get the candidacy, and I, I don't begrudge it one bit. And like, no. if I'm not, if it wasn't a Buck who was like the number two or like the one A to one B or whatever it is, like I would definitely probably side towards Jaron 
just because like stylistically like i probably appreciate that a little bit more okay. than brooke so like i get i get it i'm i just got mad when i saw evan mobley i was like are y'all for yeah. real but anyway neither here nor there. i got mad when i saw draymond it's like the warriors have the 18th ranked defense like get the fuck out of here like, how? They, 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 they're marveling at the way he's been fam Played the defense and captain it, and you know they they even found some way to pull Draymond into this conversation. Also, he punched it, uh, he punched somebody from Milwaukee this year. Fuck Draymond. Hey, fuck. and then got somebody thrown at Pfizer for 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 the for the dude in the audience saying we allowing you to be here right now. Who that supposed to be? We are. He's a threat. He's like, oh. That ain't no threat, man. That's what allowed you want to be heard. <laughs> Okay. Tim, did you say yo defensive player of the year? You said Brooke, right? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try something real fancy for y'all real quick. Hold on. So next up, most improved player of the year. Preseason. <laughs> I said Anthony Edwards, which in retrospect, I feel like that's a good guess. That's a great guess. He's not going to win it this season. Um in my opinion, it's probably C. Depends on how they go. It's either going to be Lori Markinen or it's going to be Shea Gilders Alexander because he's taking another leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Lori because he got his All Star. Yeah, I think the lead, preseason I had Evan Mobley, which actually I feel I still feel pretty good about that. Like he is much improved, um, but. I would probably lean more towards Lori because like from role player to all-star starter, like granted injury replacement, but still legit all-star, probably the third or fourth best, uh, eh. yeah, probably third or fourth best forward in the West, like in totality. Mm-hmm. Like that's a much bigger leap than Shea, where it's like, we knew he was good. We knew he yeah, was a future all-star. He's kind of just coming through on his potential. As opposed to Lowry, where it's like, I ain't see this shit coming at all. <laughs> at all. Uh, I mean, granted, if you watch Eurobasket, you be like, damn, he was balling. But like, you think like, oh, it's just, you know, he back home. He feels he feels comfortable. But like to bring that into the NBA season, like to me, that indicates a, a, a higher level of improvement. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think uh, Lori got it. He, and you see how he has to. Uh, he said he's fulfilled his military obligation. Oh no, I think y'all, one of y'all put it in the group. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Kyle Kuzma who was like, they saw that man shoot this year and said, sign mm-hmm. him up. <laughs> <laughs> we need that. Kim, who was your preseason pick? Um, I believe my preseason pick was Zion. Honestly. Oh, you thought he was gonna take a leap? Yeah. Oh, mine was Zion. Um, he leap on the court. The only way he get that is if he improve his games played. <laughs> exactly. He just had to stay on the court and couldn't do that. Um, but um, yeah, I'm going uh, market them though. Yeah, that's a clean sweep. That's a clean sweep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next award up, sixth man of the year. Bobby, Bobby. Ah. I really think he considered the top three, bro. That's actually who I picked preseason, so I'm gonna stick with my pick. I really wish. I think if he didn't get injured, he would have he would have had such a stronger case, but I think it's the injury combined with um the bus getting even deeper at the trade deadline where it's like his minutes got decreased. Mm-hmm. More than likely though, I can see Brogdon winning it. That was my preseason pick. 
I had Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. I think he still has a great shot, but Emmanuel quickly came on. Uh, quickly, yeah. quickly came on at the end of the year in mm-hmm. mixtape talks. So I think. Yeah, because it's. You know what I mean? gonna get it. Yeah, he's going to get it. But he had put up a couple 30, 40 point games. Like, God damn. <laughs> All right, bro. One thing I want to say about Quickly's uh, candidacy, and I'm going to undercut it before I even say it, but like, I think part of being a six man is being able to be plugged in as a starter. But if you look at his splits of his stats when he's a starter versus when he's coming off the bench, like there's a dramatic difference. Like I think it's like 19 a game as a starter and like 12 a game as a six man, like as the actual bench player. Um, whereas I don't know if Brogdon started more than a handful of games. So like he primarily, I mean, a requirement is you have to come off the bench more games than you started. But like that can be like wildly fluctuating between like, you know, 10% of your games off the bench versus 30% of your games off the bench. Like, that makes a big difference. Um, so, again, that's just an interesting little wrinkle in the candidacy of Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. Well, the Heat ain't trying to man up. So, sorry, sidebar. I said if the Heat went one tonight, I was like, maybe I might just, you know, peruse to see what they talking about downtown or something like that. Man, they out here getting smoked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's a twenty ball going in a half. Like yeah, dude. It's sad business. Okay, last award to discuss here: Coach of the Year. I had Ty Lue. Ty Lue was still an amazing coach. He again had to coach through a season of many injuries. No, don't do that, Ken. Don't be hating. Don't be hating on Ty Lue. You know Ty Lue is cold. <laughs> but uh, it's Mike Brown for me. I didn't even have the Kings making the playoffs. Uh, no. Yeah, it's I am making play. It's a no brainer right there. Yeah, definitely Mike Brown. They the third seed, like Mike Brown. Love I should call him my guest though, because I did say preseason. I'm like, I just want to shout. Like, I don't, I don't have enough guts to like put them in, but like, <laughs> I do want to recognize the Kings because like I, they play really well down the stretch. And I like how Fox and Sabonis played against each other. So mm-hmm. it don't count because I, ain't, I did, I, I was a coward and chickened out, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's Mike Brown. Like, definitely. He came in and still instilled a new culture. Mm-hmm. Like, the defense is still trash, but that offense, is, like, I think they had the highest uh, offensive efficiency in NBA history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a clean sweep. Y'all said Mike Brown, too, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, ain't, ain't no ifs about it. Like, you absolutely. might give him the trophy. Like, if he don't get it, who who you giving it to? Mike, hey, I hope Mike got the best record. He should be on a couple ballots, not first, but probably like you know, third or fourth out there. But uh, Mm -hmm. no, it's it's definitely Mike Brown. Okay, that's our award talk for this NBA season. Now it's time to talk about the playoffs. Playoffs. (laughs) What you said? A long year, eighty-two games. We are finally here, as we mentioned. The play-in is going on right now. Atlanta is blow- beating the brakes off of <laughs> <Definitely>. Miami. <laughs> they get the Sonic Rakes knocked out of them right now as we speak. Because it's but, damn weather. Uh, <laughs> oh, now you go black. Right, they're not even <laughs> in Miami. Miami. Yeah, they're in Miami. That's why I was like, if they won, I would have got them. Let me hop in this car real quick and move around. <laughs> but you need to stay in thing. pound fluids and I, go to sleep. I do. Right. But um. We're going to talk about the six playoff matchups that we are aware of. The final standings in the NBA this season. In the Eastern Conference, we had the Bucks at the one seed, <clears throat> followed by the Celtics, the 76ers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, 
So that's your six, you know, solidified, solidified playoff teams. And then you have the Heat, the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Bulls in the play-in. And the Western Conference, you got the Nuggets with that one seed, followed by the Grizzlies at two. Then the Kings, the Suns, the Clippers, the Warriors. That's that first six. Then your playoff teams in the West are the Lakers, Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Thunder. And I just want to quickly say, again, I apologize to the Kings already. My bad. I was unfamiliar with y'all game. Okay. <laughs> to the Thunder. Hey, y'all surprised me. I'm not even gonna like y'all just no. had a great year. I did not I did not see playing without that, Chet. Without Chet. I did not see that in the in in the in the cards. I thought that the Mavericks can't wait to see him play, man. Yeah, I thought the Mavericks and the Trail Plays would be the, the other two teams in the play in. Um Mavs nope, the Mavericks completely tanked. <laughs> now they're getting investigated. <laughs> Which, yeah, because, getting like, investigated. Jason Kidd blabbed. I mean, like everybody knew what it was. But he's like, yeah, he man, they told us to lose. So, yeah, it's all he's gonna bad. play the first quarter, and that's it. <laughs> like, bro, what you doing? They was winning at halftime, and then they put all the subs in. They put all of the two-way players. They're like, bro, y'all still winning? Hold on, no, no, no. All y'all come out too. Egregious. <laughs> <laughs> You know, for that, I think they need to get a bus state first round pick. Oh, and I apologize. I want to as well to the Knicks. I did not have them anywhere in my top 10. I had the Wizards in the 10 seed. Sorry, New York. <laughs> Sorry. Somebody got to get picked. I, had, I think I had Detroit as my. Ooh. I thought the trope was going to be really yep. fun to watch this year. Fun that was before Kane got hurt. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we knew they was going to lose. They was just going to be, you know, going down the blaze of glory. Lose, lose with style. <laughs> lose, yeah, yeah. Some fun L's, man. Yeah, that was a whole episode dedicated to them and they fun L's. <laughs> <laughs> and they were not fun. <laughs> no, lost with I, I, didn't Ivy. I didn't mind Ivy. No, but... once Kane got hurt, fam, that whole team just... Yeah, it was it was Bogdanovich was hooping for a minute. You were. About it. Well, I mean, so here's the, I think Detroit next year may give a little bit more because Marvin Bagley went over there and started playing better. James Wiseman went over there and started playing better. They got 18 centers, fam, and the roster's only 15, 17 spots. Hey, they're going to the Kings method. We need all the bigs. <laughs> no, like the. The team I thought Detroit was going to be this year is Orlando. Like, I thought Detroit was going to have Orlando season where it's like, it's going to be rough early on, but you'll see flashes and then they'll kind of put it together and hopefully make a push on the back end, which is essentially what Orlando did. They played 500 ball the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I I knew there was a sleeper in the East. I just picked it wrong. Tim and Candy, do you have anybody I want to apologize to who you completely underestimated? Or someone you want to yell at because you thought they were going to be better and they folded. Shit, Dallas. Outside of that, like, yeah, that's the only one. Dallas. Y'all, I think when they got Kyrie, it was the fifth seed at that point or something like that. They have like a 90% chance to make the playoffs when they yep. acquired Kyrie. And this wasn't even his fault. No. No, what? definitely not. Well, I mean, partially because them niggas can't play defense, but right. they knew that when they got them. They didn't bring them there to do that. Exactly. They traded all their defense away. They're like, we'll just out shoot you. Like, nah, <laughs> y'all not. We'll try, but now nah, y'all not. 
you know, I had Dallas and Portland as like my last two playing teams, so I didn't have high expectations for them anyway. Um, but Minnesota is the one that really screwed it for me because I had them as a three seed because I thought that they would be like a good regular season team, which, you know, Cat got hurt for more than half of the season, so mm-hmm. that could be explained as part of it, but they haven't looked good, um, say, for a few clashes every once in a while. Um, and they definitely didn't look good with the original team that they had. Like, they only started looking good once they brought in Conley and made that trade at, at, at midseason. So, you know, Minnesota, man, I, thought, I thought Gobert was going to come in and anchor a top five defense like he usually does. Um, I thought Cat would have more freedom playing the four. He gets to live his best life out on the perimeter, which has been his MO, like, his entire career. Um, Anthony Edwards did what he was supposed to do, so I don't fault him at all. Um, but yeah, it just it, it never came together, and then they finished off the season fighting each other, literally. Uh, fighting each other and the walls. So all I gotta say is tough break. <laughs> That's because literally McDaniel's be. I was looking at ESPN earlier. Ah, well. They were talking about how McDaniel's was like this season. LeBron's toughest guard. Like yeah, he, he did. They he was in his I, pocket. I saw that uh, Minnesota used uh, McDaniel's and Gobert against AD and LeBron, and neither one of them will be available in that playing game tonight. So, ah, what what you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, but, Ken, I probably uh, now you all smug. Now, what happens if they lose? Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll be- <laughs> <laughs> you, it's gonna be you and uh, you and Cody all over again. Like you just play here all night. <laughs> Why you doing me like you this? You can't keep doing this to me. <laughs> you laugh, I laughed listening to y'all last week, man. Like, oh. my God, I laughed. So when Eric froze. <laughs> See, y'all make me not even want to smile in case I freeze. Uh, hey, dog, that was, was Your pose was so funny. Like, that's the pose I had in my senior picture in high school. Like, uh, it was perfect, though. It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> Oh, man. But the funniest man, part of it, great. let me get back to it, I'm sorry. The funniest part was when Eric came back and he said, I heard everything y'all said. That's <laughs> when I really lost it. I heard everything. I heard you say, I heard you saying this. I heard you going to get Sam. I heard it all. Yeah, all y'all. <laughs> hey, when Tim said, hold on, Sam got to see this. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I do want to say, though, I almost got the Eastern Conference playing picture completely right. Again, I thought the Wizards would be in it, but I had mm-hmm. the Heat at seven, the Raptors at eight, and the Bulls at nine. Oh, okay. I, I, I saw that coming. I, almost, I had nine out of the ten teams in the East right. It just was the Hawks that had them at six. And I didn't have New York in there at all, so. Yeah, I, my seven, eight, nine was Atlanta, Miami, Chicago. We saw the Miami thing coming this this year. All right. Well, I mean, like last year felt like smoke and mirrors to an extent, and then they lost PJ. So yeah, yeah, it felt to me like uh, I think I said in the in the preview, I was like, this ain't gonna be this Miami Heat. This team ain't gonna be what they were. This diet Miami Heat this year, and they sure are. Where are might be where by the time this episode you know comes out on the, the the audio platform. So okay, um. Let's talk about these matchups that we got. We know six of the current NBA playoff matchups. In the West, we are going to have the Kings and the Warriors. What's that? California battle. We're going to have the Suns and the Clippers. 
Somebody's uh, season's going to end in disappointment in that series. Yeah. Yep. Big time. And then the East, we know that we have uh, the Cavaliers and the Knicks and the 76ers and the Nets. And I would just like to start off by saying, because it's four different playoff series for us to preview here. If I would have been told at the beginning of the year we were going to get Philly, Brooklyn in the playoffs, Oh, I would have been so excited. The storylines like <laughs> themselves. Like, oh, Ben Simmons is back, and James Harden, and and, and Kevin Durant, and it's about, be, it's about to be crazy. But no, Kevin Durant is now in Phoenix. <laughs> Kyrie is in Dallas. Ben Simmons is not playing it's basketball. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it loses some of the luster there for me that I have before. So that's probably like the series I'm least looking forward to watching now. And it would have been the series I was most looking forward to watching. But of the four that we know, it is the one I'm least looking forward to seeing. One shout out to the Dunker Spot podcast. They got picked up by JJ Riggs production company. So making moves um, but I listened to their play in preview and Steve Jones Jr. almost convinced me that Brooklyn got a shot but it, I, I, it feels like overthinking it so <laughs> I'm gonna still stick with uh, I'm still stick with Philly um, but he did mention some of the, some matchup things some um, ways that they defended MB which is basically just double the fuck out of them <laughs> and they dare everybody on the field um, get it and like Claxton, while he's a little a little light in the wallet, he uh, he does have the length. Light in the wallet. <laughs> I've never heard that phrasing before. Yeah, it means he has no ass. Um, <laughs> uh, no, like while he, he's slight, so like obviously he doesn't have like the the strength to kind of bang with and be like he does have the length to to disrupt things and kind of make it give some resistance, especially if he's double teamed with like Mikel Bridges and Dorian Finney-Smith and all the wings that they have on that team, like they can at least disrupt things and make it difficult. So I don't think it will be as much of a cakewalk as I feel like most people are going to assume. Um, But yeah, I think it's Philly. Yeah, I think Philly wants that series too, but I do think that Brooklyn is going to, you know, make it a little interesting, give a little wrap dazzle on it. They put there are a couple flamethrowers depending on if they show up or not. The okay. Cam Thomas to drop a 40. Uh, Bridges to drop a 40. Uh, okay. A couple of fun facts. Cam Thomas has the most 40-point games for Brooklyn this season. More than KD, more than Kyrie. <laughs> um, also, since the trade deadline, Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikael Bridges, and Dorian Finney-Smith have played more minutes together than KD, Kyrie, and James Harden did. Mm. Total as nets, yeah. That's Dang. crazy. That's nuts. Dang. And that was like with two, two weeks left to go in the season, so it was it was by a lot by the end of it. Wow, that's wow. That is that's that's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just disappointing, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, man, <laughs> I mean, because you, you had three max contract players. That's a lot of fucking money to pay them to only have four. You to trade for three cats and they surpassed the minutes that they played together in three years in three months? Two months. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. You just blew money. Tim, do you, who you got in this series? Do you have Philly too? 
Hell yeah, I got Philly. Hey, no, sometimes you go off on the beaten path and you you see some upsets. I I gotta ask the question. Hell no, I got if, if Philly loses this one, boy, they better not say no shit about oh and beating good. No, fuck that. Next year, all of that can go, all of that can go away, bro. Because Embiid ain't made it to a conference finals yet, but hey, they ain't bringing that shit up. <laughs> I can't. I have no rebuttal. Say that. That's for statement. I don't have any rebuttal for that. That's that is what it is. Um, I picked the first series of the four. Tim, which series would you like to discuss next? Uh, Cleveland and New York, Phoenix and LA, or Sacramento and Golden State? I'm not gonna hold you. I think Sacramento gonna run Golden State up out of there. Oh, do you? I like that. T- tell I me do. more. I like that. I like um, I like the way the Sacramento is built. And granted, Golden State's finally using their depth. Like, DiVincenzo finally, like, because they got JP, GP2 back, right? So GP2, they picked up DiVincenzo because they lost GP2. <laughs> GP2 came back hurt, so he couldn't play at first. But now that he's actually back, DiVincenzo has kind of been like uh, a de facto either backup ball handler or just like hey we need a defensive guy to come in real quick that can kind of help keep things going but not necessarily control the offense but other than that i don't really don't think they got i don't think they got it against sacramento honestly i think off night gonna be fucking him up <laughs> i think that uh fox they ain't got they don't have no answer for sabonis yeah no i i i think i think sacramento may Cause I like Harrison Barnes. I like Kevin Herter. I like the I like their makeup. I like the way that Sacramento's good with three, sure, but they can also get in the paint. Like they they get a lot of paint points too if they need to. Golden State ain't gonna be bounding in the paint like that. Like it's either three or die with them. Truly, like if, if Sacramento can in essence limit them to just being on the perimeter without getting up too many threes, like um, too many open threes, cause they gonna give up some threes. This is the Golden problem. State. They gonna get their thing. Cause they ain't got no defense, so it's like it, this is about to be an offensive just juggernaut of a of a game. Um, Marcus in the comments, he said that he thinks Golden State is winning that series, and I think that a lot of people are counting out the Kings. I think a lot of people don't realize how good that Kings team is and how lethal that offense is. I don't think that it's unrealistic to say the Warriors will win it. But I don't think it's going to be like this clean sweep that some people have been insinuating as if like the Warriors are going to run over Sacramento mm-hmm. like it's nothing. Like Sacramento doesn't have the defense, I don't think, to, to keep up. And part of the problem with playing Golden State is how much that offense, like how much movement is in that offense. Like that's part of why it's so hard to guard Steph Curry because like he's always moving. With the ball, without the ball, it does not matter. He is moving. You got to figure out a way to stop him and stop Clay. They got Jordan Poole off the bench. It's, it's a they got some lethal guards in that series there, but um, I think that's a series that could be an upset with you know lower seed Warriors beating the higher seed Kings. But I got not Kings and playing Sacramento either, and I don't yeah. think all the Warriors fans are going to travel to Sacramento because no. ticket prices are going to be higher <laughs> in Sacramento because it's their first playoff series since 2006. But so, you know, it's people coming from San Francisco, like <laughs> the cost of living difference between them two cities, like it still probably makes plus, a deal. No, but I, thought, like, I saw it earlier. They said the price, t- the ticket prices to get to the Sacramento game, I think is like double the price of going to the Warriors game right now. 
like people in Sacramento are like they're ready to come out and support this team because it's been so long for them. Golden State also got to learn how to win on the road. That too. That's why I got Sacramento. Like Sacramento was good on the road and at home. But with them being that close to home, like it might damn near be like some of them probably. It ain't. <laughs> not, not a, I guarantee you. What's the golden one? Well, I, so, so like I wonder how much of like road versus home stuff is like the disruption of your normal routine of like not being able to sleep in your own bed, not having your family around, like having to, you know, fly on a plane somewhere, be jet lag, getting in, blah, blah, blah. Like how much of it is actually playing in a foreign environment, like the actual game being played and how much of it is actual like real life. These are human beings that have to travel to go play a game as opposed to, you know, like being at home in comfy surroundings. So like if, if it's more of external stuff, then it's like that can be mitigated. Like you can probably just like bust it to the game stay from from San Francisco to Sacramento and have everybody stay at home and be comfortable as opposed to, you know, like, yeah, it's going to be crazy in that arena. Like, I'm not discounting that whatsoever, but this is like a championship team. This is a team that's been there before. Like, they know how to play games. You know what I mean? Like, that stuff okay. I'm less worried about. Like, there's something that's going on with the road stuff. I don't know what it is, but, like, I do think it's mitigating with them playing so far, so close to home. Mm. I'm going with the Warriors in this series. Can we haven't heard from you yet? What are your thoughts in the, the Sacramento Golden State series? <clears throat> um, I would love for the Kings to beat the Warriors, but um, I'm definitely going to go with the Warriors, though. It's going to take at least six games. At least. I, I think so, yeah. too. At least six games. Okay. okay. I keep going back and forth on it. Um, like, the rational part of my brain is like, it's the Warriors. Man. Like, yeah. Against a team that has very limited playoff experience. But also, Sacramento's coach just spent like the last, what, six, seven years in Golden State. So if anybody knows that team, that knows that personnel, that knows how to beat the Warriors, it's probably Mike Brown. Yeah. And like sometimes, you know, inexperience leads to like immaturity and, you know, mistakes, but it can also lead to irrational confidence. And if there's any team that's like, yeah, we can beat the Warriors. Like, you know, like, it's, it's a team that's feeling themselves. Um, and especially, like, putting that chip on their shoulder where it's, like, everybody going to be picking against them. Like, you know, that is, that's, like, the, the the when it's legit, like, that is, like, the, the greatest currency in playoff basketball is, like, people counting you out. It's, like, coaches love, live for that shit. Like, they going to show, a, like, a, a super clip of all the people, like, I got Warriors in six, I got Warriors in seven, I got Warriors in four, or, like, that type of stuff, like that, that motivation, like that's the type of stuff that leads to upset. Well, not upsets in this camp, this situation because they're the higher seed, but like that's what leads to teams playing above their heads. And again, like I said earlier, the Kings have the most efficient offense in NBA history. Like they're they're not a fluke in that regard. It's just like no. can their defense hold up enough? We don't see. So we got. Three Warriors picks, myself, Eric, and Ken. We got Tim going with the Kings in the comments here. I mentioned Mark said he got the Warriors in that series going six. He did mention that the Kings are a good young team, but the Warriors have played in the playoffs outside of White Dante, who is, you know, I mean, White Dante do that. Or he's on the Sacramento or Golden State now. And he has playoff experience as well. Sabonis. Um, Sly is going for the Kings. He thinks they're going to like the bean. Yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, Sheldon in the comments said he got the Warriors in six. So that's where we are on that particular playoff series. Ken, I'm going to go to you. There are two other series for us to talk about here. All right. Real quick. They have three three of these starters got playoff experience for the Kings. You got Herder, Sabonis, and uh, Barnes. Uh, Barnes. So three to five starters. No. Yeah, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in there. It's in there. Harrison Barnes is the real one right there. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, Ken, you want to talk about the Suns and the Clippers, or you want to talk about the Cavaliers and the Knicks? Um, boo the Clippers, but we will talk about the Lakers and the Wolves. Wait, what? <laughs> there you go. Huh? We can't go there yet. Oh, my that wasn't okay. one of the options. You like y'all just picking uh, Jai in the in the All Star draft? Like we? I said Suns and Clippers or Cavaliers and Knicks. We will talk about your your Lakers to close the show. Man. I think you said the Lakers. Oh, Hold on, wait a minute. I won't listen. I was, just, I was excited <laughs> to talk about the Lakers. I'm sorry. Um, we talk about the Suns and Clippers. Keeping them close. Okay. Phoenix, that's another four or five matchup right there. Um, this is this is one where if everybody was held, if they had Paul George, I might have some more hesitation. But Ken, I'm curious to to get your thoughts on Phoenix versus LA. I know you ain't gonna pick the Clippers on GP, but yeah. what are your thoughts on this series? Yeah. Um, I think it's actually gonna be a fun series to watch. Um, so Paul George won't be back? Not to start. He'll be series. back Not for game one. Okay. Cause I think he's the, he's the main factor of if the Clippers can possibly beat the Suns or not. Um, so if he comes back and able to play at his normal rate, I feel like the Clippers will beat the Suns. Um, everybody, especially in national media, is like picking the Suns to go to the finals or whatever. Because it came in the right. Yeah. So, but I still, I don't know. I still think they need time. I still don't think that this is their year that they're going to the finals. Yeah, I see uh, Shells have popped in the comments saying this is going to be Suns bench versus Clippers bench. And that's the <laughs> thing. Got no the Suns ain't got no real depth. Like, they are very top heavy. <laughs> And the thing with Clippers actually do have some depth on their team. Like they have some guys who can go on their bench. It'll be interesting to see how that matchup is going to be. And of course, of course, to Mark's point, Kawhi versus KD is going to be excellent. I cannot wait to see it. I just really, really wish Paul George was here because you know Booker. Yes, and then Russ on Paul, Chris Paul. Yes, and you had Zubac on Aiden. Like that would have been just. That'd have been great. Terrence Mann coming off a bit. Come on, bro. Like, they, they would have had... That'd have been fun. That'd have been fun. Fun. It's still going to be some fun. Like, yeah. you can see the Suns team and that Clippers team, but this is a series that I'm going to make my prediction last. I need to talk through this with y'all a little bit because I haven't... I haven't landed on which way I'm going to go in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Like, you think I have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Like, if, if Paul George is playing, I definitely would pick the Clippers over the Suns. Like... See, I don't know yeah. if it would be even that easy for me if he was playing. Like, the matchup is so good to me. I just... They wouldn't have no answer for Paul George. Like, the Suns ain't that, like, defense like that. They ain't got that. So, so, like, here's how I'm thinking it through, right? And, like, part of my issue is, like, when I listen to these national shows and podcasts and stuff, like, I'm kind of arguing against them. So, like, I don't actually formulate, like, my own, like, thought through. It's just, like, kind of like, yeah, but, like, to whatever they're saying. So like I'm I'm trying to 
I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm timid right now. Like I'm thinking this as I'm saying it. So like <laughs> it may not make sense. Um but I think we'll I think we'll get there. So like where where I'm trying to break it down like is okay, one side of the ball versus the other. So like Clippers on defense, Suns on offense, how does that look? And then Suns on defense, Clippers on offense, how does that look? And like I think most of the focus is gonna come down, like how do you guard KD? Mm-hmm. And Booker with Chris Paul orchestrating and DeAndre Ayton lurking about. Mm-hmm. It's like I actually don't have as much concern for the Clippers there. It's more so like I don't know how the Clippers are going to score, aside from just Kawhi being a Terminator, <laughs> which can't happen. Norm Paul can swim. swim, swim uh, swinging I would say Norman Paul is. He is, but that's not consistent. Like I think, but it's like again, it's, it comes down to like, are they hitting their shots or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which last year or the year before, like they were one of the most efficient three point shooting teams of all time. Which again, like this era of offensive basketball <laughs> right now is ridiculous. Uh, like there's like every year, it's like, oh, this team is the best offense in NBA history. It just it keeps going. But that's beside the point. Like. I, all year the Clippers haven't really run any type of offensive system it's just been like go out and get buckets which is what you need in the playoffs but you kind of have a base <laughs> a base level to say I don't know like I'm again I'm, t- I'm talking this out as I'm thinking it I don't know I'm, I'm in the same boat I'm in the same boat <laughs> so let me let me see if I can drive for a second the Clippers the players that the Clippers have is some of the Toughest shot making cats. Like the the tough shot makers. Even with Phoenix, and like I said, I don't the Phoenix defense ain't really like that. So you have Kawhi who's gonna pull he'll pull up on KD, he'll give a fuck. <laughs> and he'll hit that motherfucker too. Like you have some of the which is why I give the Clippers the edge because yeah, Devin Booker is a tough shot maker. Yeah, KD is a tough shot maker, but I feel like I feel like the claw going hey i need him let me take kd and i'm gonna be in this motherfucker pocket the whole time like kd still kind of getting his groove back kd still kind of coming back into the zone from injury kd is still kind of figuring out with the team who's better to disrupt shit than uh the claw with kd all right so tim i'm gonna do the thing that i do when i'm listening to the other show yeah but <laughs> and, and Kawhi do that to KD like we know Kawhi can do that to KD but if he's tasked with doing that does he have enough energy to carry their offense on the other end let Let's me ask it. you this though who's gonna hold Kawhi and who's gonna be able to do it efficiently because that's another thing to think about too like he is gonna have a Drew Holiday uh, dilemma where it's like in the playoffs you're playing so much harder on defense that's where your focus is you might not have as much to give on offense but also Phoenix doesn't really have anybody that makes me feel like, yeah, they can really stop Kawhi. But Kawhi is going to give KD some problems. I don't think it'll be necessarily like stop Kawhi. I think it'll be like PJ Tucker, where it's like, can you at least leave them on an island? Like, yeah, they go get cooked, but like, you don't have to send help. Like, like, Tory Craig and Josh Akogi, like, you can sacrifice them to that matchup to where it's like, okay, at least play them tough make it difficult like yeah he gonna cook your ass but like we don't have to double team which then leaves all the other shooters open why go put his elbow on one of the motherfuckers head and pull up bro? <laughs> <laughs> but again like if you got if he's guarding kb on one end and then has to like work to get his shots yeah, on the other know. side it's like 
you over seven games, like can you tire him out enough to where it's like, okay, well, he run out of gas at one point. I, I mean, that's, that's I mean, why they need Paul George. Ooh. I mean, hey, Phoenix has KD now, so that changes the equation. But we did see them, you know, get taken down by a singular superstar last year with Luka. They ain't get taken mm-hmm. down by. Him. <laughs> they won. <laughs> Oh, the, the, that, no, that's when the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Oh that wait, was no. WCF. They, they didn't play each other last year. This year before, the the bubble year, and then the year the one the bus won the title. That's when they played. I thought they played Phoenix they played last year. And oh, you talking about Phoenix? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought yeah, you were talking yeah, about yeah, the Clippers. Yeah. Like the Clippers. Yeah, no, Phoenix. 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 Yeah. You know what I'm saying like we've seen Phoenix, Phoenix we've seen a singular star team, but again, it's a different team with KD there. You know, but. They don't have that bench though. That that that's bench a year, like, that was part of Phoenix's. Also, the Clippers team. don't have a Jalen Brunson, so they don't. They got a North Pile and a <laughs> and a Bones Pile, and also Russell. punching people and pushing people. So, yeah. and I think Russ going to try to. Uh, Russ is the X factor. X factor. Yeah, for both teams too. For both. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. Either he going to show up and show out, or he going to show up and show out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was traded for uh, football. Back in, uh, <laughs> what were you going to say, Kenny? No, I said he going to show up, though. He'll be there. <laughs> okay, so we move up this one. If I had to pick today, Phoenix and the Clippers, I'm going to go Phoenix because of the Paul George factor, but I don't feel good about it. I really do think the Clippers can win this series. At the moment, Paul George only got one game, so if he comes back game, it's gonna two, be longer three, than four. that. Don't, don't believe the hype. I, I think it's the first series. I think he's not coming back the first series. But let's just say hypothetically, he does come back, say game three. It could change things, but right now we don't know that. <laughs> also, if he's coming back, like is he actually healthy or is he just like trying to gut it out with a bum knee? And based on what I know, I'm gonna go. Excuse me. Oh shit! Playoff P. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast people. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Suns. But much like the other Western Conference series, like I think it'll be, I don't think it'll just be a wash like people are predicting. Like I've seen people like, man, the, the Clippers are dumb. Like they had a chance to, to tank out of this. It was, it's like, nah, like that's a defeatist ass mentality. Like I get it. But it's like this team ain't been together long enough to be like, oh, they're juggernaut. Like I, I want to avoid them at all costs. Like they, they play what, like eight games with KD or something like that. Yep, like, they won all eight. eight the they eight. did. They ain't play nobody. <laughs> only eight games too, so it's a very yeah. small sample size. That's what I was saying. Like if anybody can disrupt that flow, because he's still getting acclimated with them, he's still working his way back. In a hot series where shit's starting to get a little little hectic, or your shot ain't falling in the early in the game, or you know, like I said, Kawhi in his pocket or whatever like that, that whole team thing may kind of start flying out the window. Like, no, give me the ball, bro. Let me just go ahead and work this out, figure this out. Fuck what y'all talking about. Y'all ain't doing shit anyways. They could do, <laughs> and then that disrupts everything. So, who are you going with? The Clippers. So I got the Clippers. Can you say? I said the Clippers actually. I'm not mad at it. I'm honestly not. Like I, I'm not Until mad. Until Paul at George it. comes back, I could see Norman Powell guarding Devin Booker. 
And I'm, granted, he's not gonna stop him, but Norman Powell, like y'all saying about Tory Craig and them, Norman Powell closer to the Ben Booker size, though. <laughs> they, they are quads. They probably gonna throw uh, Terrence Man at him too. In addition to Morehouse, they can split those reps. Yeah, I was gonna say they got a bunch of options. Like that's the thing about the Clippers. Like it's a lot of like, uh, like sized <laughs> talent, but like they they're deep as hell. Like you can just keep throwing people at them. Like that's why I'm like you don't even necessarily have to put Kawhi on KD. To start, like you can kind of buy him some time, like hide him somewhere else, and conserve his energy, and just keep throwing like Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann, Eric Gordon, uh, Norm Powell. <laughs> like I, you know, just throw bodies at him, like throw different looks at him. Him, because like basically it's like force Chris Paul. Can you force Chris Paul to have to be a scorer in this situation? If you can, you win. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I forgot they still had Covington too. So, Robert Covington. Yeah, no, I got the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm what I'm saying. Me. Like, I think that they're fine when it's like Suns offense, Clippers defense. It's like, do the Clippers have enough offense to make them pay on the other end? Because it's gonna to, be a front yeah, end. Shout man. out Dunker spot, but there's gonna be a whole bunch of Chris Paul come here and guard, and I don't think that he can hold up anymore. <laughs> And then Russ ass running around Chris Paul and shit. <laughs> Russ gonna be trying going past that man. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna be trying to dunk on him. For Russ to be his age, he is still so quick. <laughs> he's so quick. Shit. He's so quick. And Paul, Paul, and not Paul George. Chris Paul. Not so much. You're getting close to the cliff every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one more playoff series to discuss here. The only other one that we know of at the moment. That is the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks. The Knicks were supposed to have that man, Donovan Mitchell. Got Jalen Brunson instead. Now Mitchell's in Cleveland. I know. It worked out for both teams, honestly. And now here we are. Another four or five matchup where I'm like, it can go either way. Um, I was talking to my Uncle Tony about this earlier. I think I actually... The Knicks can win the series. The Knicks could very well win the series. Um, but my official pick, I think I'm going to go with Cleveland. If I like Cleveland. Randall, if Randall wasn't hurt, I would exactly. pick Knicks. But being as he's coming back off an ankle, which probably isn't fully healed whenever he does come back, I got to go Brunson's Cleveland. Back yet. Is Brunson back yet? Brooks have been in and out. They've been trying to manage his, his injury. Yeah, I got Cleveland. Rest days and whatnot. No, I got Cleveland. They got the, the two at the top between Mitchell and Garland. They're going to get him fits already. Quickly going to be – he's going to be in for some shit. <laughs> um, Mobley and Jared Allen down there in the post. That's is going to be a lot to deal with for – Randall. Uh, 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 60% Randall. Mm-hmm. Like – and then they go to probably try to throw Obi Toppin out there. Don't do that. Obi, though. I follow Obi, but you talking about him stopping Mobley or out rebounding Jared Allen or like is there certain things that he's good? okay? Pot him up in the corner, sure. Like, but going down in the post and trying to dunk on cats like that, like they got good defense too. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. Yeah, I got Cleveland. I don't, I don't. I got Cleveland. I would love for the Knicks to advance to the next round because I think we will see them. 
We, yeah, the, the winner of this series plays the winner of the Bucks versus whoever they got. Yeah, I would love to for the Knicks to advance to the next round, but I, I can't wait it. to see Jalen Bronson versus Donovan Mitchell though. Like that's the matchup in this series. That I'm like, I want to see it because Donovan Mitchell, we know defense. He's been better this year. He's been better this year, but we know it's not his calling card. And as we were just talking about with Kawhi, you know, playoffs, if you're putting, how much energy are you putting in on both sides of the ball here? Um, so I'm not curious that. to see the matchup between the two of them. And then, of course, in Cleveland, they have those bigs behind them. And like we talked about already, I'm curious to see how that's going to play with Julius Randle. Um, and Cleveland has one of the top five rated defenses in the league. The Knicks have one of the top five rated offenses in the league. Which one of those are going to hold in this matchup? I think it's going to be Cleveland's defense, but I think it's going to be a fun series. I'm sorry, I was laughing because I'm looking at the play-by-play of the Heat Atlanta game. It was like, Okanagu blocks uh, Max Jones' 24-foot shot. Heat offensive rebound. Okanagu blocks Cody Zeller's layup. Cody Zeller offensive rebound. Okanagu blocks Cody Zeller's three-foot layup. <laughs> I'm like, no, he, he, he's having a whole block party. Trying. I like Okongu, though. Like, when he, they played the Bucks. I was like, oh, they might got something, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not. I, we'll get there, but I'm like, I would rather see Miami than Atlanta if, if, that's, if that's the choice. Um, but that being said, uh, two things. One, to clean it up, they could have had both. Like, it wasn't Brunson or Mitchell. Like, they could have made the missile trade after signing Brunson. Um, that just would have cost him RJ, which that ain't much. <laughs> um, no offense, RJ. I like RJ. Uh, you this year. Well, fuck it. Offense, RJ. I don't care. Like, I, ah. I think he's overrated personally. Um, yeah, again, like, it comes down to the Randall injury. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say. Like, I got calves. Ah. Can you got? Well, oh, that's what I, I, I knew. I had a point. Um, <laughs> sorry, Cleveland is kind of like East Coast, Eastern Conference, Sacramento, where like aside from Mitchell, like their team doesn't have much playoff experience. Not that the Knicks really do either, um, but like it, you don't know how these people will perform in the high pressure, you know game plan specific nature of the playoffs. So like that may be one thing to keep in mind. At least New York has Brunson who went to the Western Conference Finals last year against with Dallas and then like they were terrible, but the Knicks at least made the playoffs two years ago um, when they played the Hawks. Ken, what are your thoughts, sir? Um yeah, I'm gonna go Cavs. Um just for a lot of the reasons that you all alluded to. Um Randall being hurt is a is a major key, so that's why I'm definitely major going to key. Huh? Oh, I said major. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Cavs though. So. Okay, I'm not mad at it. So Cavs all around for this one. I can't wait for this to get started. So we were talking earlier about how the Heat were getting the Sonic rings beat out of them. They picked some more of those rings up. They're continuing their their journey here. Um, and they're only down by eight as we currently speak. So the question that I have to pose to close this week's show, since again, ooh, I see Sheldon in the comments at Cavs in five. Only one game for New York, you think? I see it. Donovan Mitchell ain't going to waste his time playing no damn defense. If you want to go bucket for bucket, he got you. <laughs> but he ain't going to waste his time chasing your ass around the damn perimeter. We've seen that with him and uh, Jamal Murray was trading 50-point games. They were. 
40 point games and shit like that. He'll he'll take his time cooking your ass, but he ain't guarding your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so again, there are four matchups that we are not sure what they're gonna be yet because of the playing tournament that's going on right now. Three of us here, Tim, myself, and Eric are Bucks fans. You can see I got the, the Bucks gear on tonight. Ken is our Lakers fan here. And they are in the play and as we talked about, they see Timberwolves tonight. Timberwolves team that is self-destructing. Um, so first I just want let's start with the Lakers here. Um, Ken, in a perfect world here, assuming the Lakers win and get into the playoffs. Playoffs. Would you prefer to see the Lakers matched up against Memphis or see the Lakers matched up against Denver? So pretty much would you prefer for the Lakers to have the seven or the eight seed? Um, I prefer for us to have the seven seed. I want to play Memphis. Um, I feel like we we have a better chance at um, beating Memphis. I feel like we match up a lot better um, against Memphis. And I'm absolutely confident that we can definitely beat them. Because so I don't disagree with, with your track. I think the Lakers can beat Memphis in large part, as we talked about with a couple other matchups, injuries unfortunately um memphis being down stephen adams and brandon clark like their front court is thin it's thin and you're going against anthony davis <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like LeBron. And lebron james who's now a four at this point in his career so like that's the front court you're going against and you're thin at your front court like as tim would say give it to me yeah <laughs> I was like, I appreciate Dylan Brooks being like, yo, I want to play LeBron. Like, I want that challenge. Like, he, if his uh, wardrobe choices and his antics on the court have taught me anything, it's like, he don't care about being embarrassed. So, um, <laughs> that, that's kind of like, the, <laughs> that's the mentality you got to have. It's like, yo, fuck it. Like, if I look stupid, I look stupid. But, like, I, I want to smoke. That's fair. That's okay. fair. I understand that. Yeah. I can feel you on that. Yeah, I, I would. If I was a Lakers fan, I probably would rather see Memphis. Although I don't know what y'all gonna do with Ja. What about Bane, bro? Because <laughs> everybody keep everybody seems to keep forgetting Bain. that Desmond Bane is over there. That oh, yeah. motherfucker put twenty five to thirty on you too. <laughs> like for real, like Desmond Bane is an efficient. He's a good. He's a good freaking play that he's real quiet too so nobody really talk about Desmond Bain when they talk about the Memphis Grizzlies they talk about Triple J they talk about Ja they talk about Dylan uh, talk about Stephen Adams but nobody says they're uh Bain and Bain will just quietly drop 25 on your head (laughs) (laughs) he does his role he does his job I get it okay okay Bucks fans four teams here in the play-in Atlanta Miami who's playing now Toronto, Chicago. Who would you prefer for the Bucks first round matchup to be of those four teams? Chicago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I think maybe maybe who to spin it the other way, who do you least want to see? Toronto. I don't care. Bucks and five at the at, at the very at the very worst. I don't care Is who Is there any team that's like most likely to take them to five then? Toronto. Toronto. See, I say Atlanta. Like, and maybe it's colored by, like, the way that Atlanta, Atlanta played them tough at the beginning of the season. Granted, obviously, Chris wasn't there. Um, but it was more That's so, like, what they could do to disrupt Giannis. Um, that gives me pause. Um, but yeah, it's the Congo Capella, 
combination up front where it's like that's always the team that gives the Bucks trouble. It's like they have a you know versatile, long guy that can play Giannis at the point of attack and then have somebody to clean it up on the back end. So like which is also why it's like Cleveland's like that, that second round matchup is gonna be like, yeah, it's a little tough for Giannis specifically, but like the rest of the team, like yeah. Mobley uh, ain't got nothing from Giannis, but Allen would give him an issue. Yeah, he's trying to dunk on Jared Allen every time you see that man. But, <laughs> but one thing I did want to say when you were talking about um, that matchup and talking about Giannis, one thing I will be curious to see against Atlanta, because the way that they use Brooke Lopez has changed from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. He's taking far less three-pointers, and he's working a lot more inside the arc. So I'd be curious to see, with those big matchups, how they would try to utilize Brooke Lopez against them. Um, but they could take a game from the Bucks as well, for sure. But regardless of the four, the Bucks should win that series handedly. And yeah. Miami, I said, it's died Miami. I'm not worried about them. The Bucks already broke that curse. <laughs> I was gonna say like knock on wood, but like I think they solved Miami at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that I was like Miami fans today. <laughs> All up there, well, who you rooting for? Milwaukee? What you talking about? Oh, y'all must be Heat fans. We've been there, done that. Find <laughs> <laughs> the comment that yeah, Chicago for easiest. I think Shells was saying Toronto for the most difficult matchup. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't care anything about uh Ironically, these are all teams that the Bucks have played in the playoffs in this run. So and Toronto's the only one we ain't beat yet. So like I kinda want that just to kind of close the book on that. They just too much of a wild card every time we play them. Like Toronto's all Nick Nurse knows how to play the Bucks. Nick Nurse supposed to get fired, fam. Yeah. I, I was gonna tweet this. It's the wildest fucking shit that my team is in the playoffs and you niggas still talking about getting rid of my ass. Uh, I'm showing up and, oh, yeah, Nick Nurse is the head of the coaching candidate for uh, fucking everybody. It's part, of, it's part <laughs> of Nick Nurse's fault. Because he, after a game, he randomly brought up his future might be in question and no one asked him the question. He just kind of put it in the air. <laughs> and everybody I think like, it's because he's not getting an extension. Like, you know, that's essentially like the telltale signs. Like, nobody wants a lame duck coach. So, like, basically, like, a year left on their contract is the last year they contract. It's like you either extend them or you fire them. So like the fact that he hasn't gotten an extension yet has been quietly like one of those subplots. They wanted you Udoka before the season started. They were talking about getting rid of him for Emei when he became available. They've been depending on you Udoka for that Toronto gig. It was either uh, Toronto and Shit, it was somebody else, but Emi, they were someone uh, Emi. out for some coach mm-hmm. openings. Shells in the comments said the Bucks need that lick back against Toronto, like they did Miami. And I was talking to um, my guy, AJ, Tim's cousin, mm-hmm. about Toronto. He seemed to have forgotten that Toronto had beat us previously in 2019 in the playoffs. Like, they've beaten us twice in the playoffs. Like, once when they were young, mm-hmm. and it was Middleton and Giannis kind of getting their legs underneath them and mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. And, and they should. tried they they tried their damnness in those last couple games. But and Chris was sick in the last game or one of the last games and he gave everything he had. And that man, I think he went to the hospital and stuff. Like it was Yeah, I Like I don't I don't want to see Toronto. <laughs> I don't care. Bring them. <laughs> Bring them forward. Bring them to the front of the congregation, please. 
We have something to like, discuss. Similar to what the, the Clippers are going to be doing to Chris Paul and be like, you, come here. <laughs> and get this work. That's, what, that's how I feel about Toronto. Big fact. Mm. All right, well, that's all we have for today. I wish, the only thing about the play-in tournament is that it throws off like playoff previews and whatnot. Because by the time we come back next week, everything's going to be off and running. So we'll have to figure out how we're going to communicate to y'all. Uh, who we got winning those other four playoff matchups as they come. But we already said Bucks and whatever. It don't really matter for that one. And I think we would all probably agree Boston and whatever <laughs> for their series. Is there anybody that you think can give Boston any trouble like of those four teams? Miami played them well last year. Eastern Conference Finals and all, but like I don't Toronto. see... This is saying, I feel oh, okay. like and they division they, they division falls too. So like they they played them often. I feel the same like, way about Toronto or Cleveland or not Cleveland, Boston as I do Milwaukee. Where it's like line them up, bring them, <laughs> they're gonna win. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. They're gonna win, and it's gonna be a sweep or a gentleman sweep. Boston got it. Oh, one note I just want to make: uh, Toronto and Chicago might be the ugliest game of basketball you will see this season because both of those teams have very strong defenses with a lot of you know versatile defenders and their offenses are dog shit bad so like that, that might be the rockiest of rock fights just be so warm well Atlanta's pulling away again guys I think it's gonna be Atlanta in the seventh seed uh, uh, we, he got a quarter left but we gonna get out of here y'all so we can make sure Ken's you know dedicated to that Lakers Timberwolves game. I'm gonna try to watch what you can, but it's already late here. Yeah, well, I was like, you're you're hour ahead too. <laughs> That's all. I can't imagine being a Laker fan on this side of town. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta right. wait till midnight for the game to start. That Eastern Conference <laughs> or uh, Eastern Cold like that Eastern Standard Time. That's mm-hmm. well. Where's the flood? Now? Ain't gonna be able to do it. Right. Okay, y'all. We're going to get out of here. Um, I don't really have too many kind words to part on y'all this week. All I'm going to do is, again, just encourage y'all to tell people that you care about, that you love them, uh, whether they're friends, family. Someone pops up on your mind, reach out to them. It's probably a reason why they're on your mind. So reach out, communicate how you feel about people, and um, be safe out here, y'all. Absolutely. Be safe. We going to bounce. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram, these PSN, 2K, and Hogwarts Streets, and my Apple Music at Camille Monet, C A M I L L E M O N A E. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right here. Oh, and I will quickly say this as well because last time I was about to be on the radio, I didn't tell y'all, and y'all was all like, well, why don't y'all say you're going to be on the radio? I am scheduled to appear. Um, tomorrow on uh, 6.20 a.m. and the Truth Radio Station and I think it's ESPN Milwaukee. It's this big simulcast previewing mm-hmm. the Bucks preview with Justin Garcia. Uh, so check the Twitter account. Bah, 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 bah. Gang, gang. Um, I have two familial shout outs uh, before I sign off. One, he never tells me until the last minute, but my brother is occasionally a panelist on Around the Horn on ESPN. So check my social media. Uh, to, yeah. When he tells me, I tell y'all. 
He was also uh, a co-host on ESPN Radio over the weekend, so he is doing a lot more forward-facing stuff at ESPN. Um, so shout out to him, and then also Go if you like mixtape, huh? Slide our mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> you already be wearing, wearing our gear and stuff on campus. No, he, he, be, no, he wear the gear. He be, be posting the show. I appreciate it. I truly do. I truly do. Slide our mixtape. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you already you know Stephen A. already got it. So, it's in his rotation already. Just took Tim whole smile away. <laughs> but if you like my hat, my cousin uh, at Jay Riley, um, she has a store in yes. She has a store at Sherman Phoenix. She does earrings, hats, scarves, anything you can crochet. She does. Um, her stuff is awesome. So, shout yeah, out. I was digging the schoolboy cute, bro. I know. <laughs> I need to get me some earrings from her. Yeah, I finally found a bucket hat that can fit over my hair. So, that's a problem. Big ass hat. It needs to be. These locks are <laughs> <be> big, fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said shout out to the bro he be killing it on around the horn so absolutely my cousin also called me today and was like hey that the brother one of your co-hosts i said i don't know you didn't listen like that to my <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, be ch- I'll be locked in on y'all fam i thought that was his brother so yeah shout out to him 414 love on top of that Ooh. always um but if you want to follow me on uh twitter oh nope wrong way uh, I, I don't know how to do this there we go ah. That much yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. That's all you get. That's all you get. Is that your left hand? Yeah, because yeah, I don't have it here, so it's like it's, it's messy. Um, everyday <laughs> underscore Joseph on Instagram. Um, K here is on Twitter and then Snapchat. That's it. That's it. That's all you get. Yeah, well, then it's your boy T I N K I N Z, the number three, aka Ass Catching, aka Mr. Give It To Me. <sighs> Tim, now you see how I feel on your intro, where it's like, are you done? Are you finished? Is that it? Is that all? Yeah, I ain't yeah, feel like that, but I hear you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it rains, it pours, but this too shall pass. Hey. Dilly, dilly. Always, always. Be safe, y'all. Take care. We out.